0: Okay, welcome, Raven Scott, to the Grounded Guidance Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you here. Uh, Raven is an ambassador of the fight to gain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. Um, She has embraced her solo path and dominates breaking toxic patterns and and toxic ancestral patterns. Through grounded and heart-centered teachings, she elevates the spiritual journey and concepts that you are uniquely magnificent. And contrary to your doubts, you are here for for a purpose. Her unique approach to addressing the soul's journey through interpreting your human design chart gives you hope and clarity of your energetic themes you are meant to grow from. As an international author, narcissistic abuse recovering coach, podcast host of empath and narcissistic and human design soul interpreter, she is dispelling the narcissistic power one soul at a time. So let's start with, um, what inspires you to be your best self and show up each day?
1: My kids, only my Mm. kids. (laughs) When I first discovered after healing from narcissistic abuse, coming out of it, just kind of feeling like crazy. How did that happen? Why did that happen? Um, A few years later, I became pregnant and I was really scared that I would, you know, have a girl because I felt like that was the ancestral pattern in my family that always got messed up. And so when I discovered that, I was like, "Okay," I I said God at the time, you know, whatever that is, source, universe, like I've got some work to do. And it was Mm -hmm. almost like rolling. That was the rolling up my sleeves time. I was like, "Okay, I'm in the deep end. Let's do this, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: And you my know, spiritual
1: journey really launched from there.
0: I, I I would agree with you. When I became a mom the first time it was, um, it was like, a I was being reborn for the first, first time. Right. And it was like a spirit. It was like the launching of everything that is real and important and true in my life was becoming a mom. And it was, it was not easy at times, but mm-hmm. yeah, what a growth pattern, right?
1: Yeah, and it was such a weird thing. Like, I just innately knew. Like, my yeah. soul and my spirit knew more than my, like, mind did. But it all connected in that moment. And then just last year, or maybe the beginning of this year, I, I had an Akashic Record reading. Mm-hmm. And she had said that, you're here. Like, forget about all your worries. Like, I was feeling really worried about my family system. And it's like, that's not your responsibility. You're here to heal your husband's bloodline. Through your children. And I was like, well, that wow. totally connected the dots of why that's the most important thing. And that was my big catalyst for spiritual growth and change and discovering human design. It was like this amazing roadmap to their energetic blueprint, mine, like knowing, knowing how to parent them consciously. Cause I was into. Conscious parenting, pretty much doing everything different than my parents did (laughs) as as I could. (laughs) And that was just another tool that I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like all of the little I call them like breadcrumbs or stepping Mm -hmm. stones. They were just they were all in my path. And then when I had that reading, I was like, and now it all makes sense. It all makes
0: sense. Do you do you feel a big weight having that having that revealed to you?
1: No, it almost helps me refocus because mm. I am a bit all over the place with like always wanting to have, I ha- I have a certain aspect in my Mars where it's never satiated. And so mm-hmm. I've got like three different projects going on. I'm volunteering at their school. I've got the podcast. I've got a different business. I've got all these things. And it always helps me refocus on like I can let everything else go and really focus on what's important mm. to still work to do that. But it, it's a really good reminder. So don't feel a heavy weight I actually feel mm. really blessed and
2: privileged
0: getting that uh, does does it change how you show up as a mom um, or just as a human being knowing that this is su- I'm super curious about this
1: yeah yeah and one of the things is I've always been um, into learning ancestral history things that you know seem to be hidden yeah. from me and like mm-hmm. I love revealing all of that so that's also I feel like part of it is sharing that with them and helping them feel proud about where where they came from and their ancestral line Mm -hmm. yeah so it is it is fun I do feel like I show up giving them advice in a different perspective it's Mm -hmm. more of a coach versus a like well you should do it this way kind of a perspective and sometimes I feel like it gives them, them validation, like knowing, mm-hmm. like especially knowing their charts and knowing like what kind of love they need, like where is their Venus and really wow. being able to show up for them. It allows that relationship to have mutual respect, you know, mutual bonds. And, you know, my youngest daughter's always bringing me like pop tarts from cafeteria because she knows that mm-hmm. I love them. And it's really sweet, you know, like she knows that. I... And I admit when I do something wrong. And that helps. You know, I think yeah, it's just
0: not not parenting from the patriarchy, which I think is really powerful. Yeah. And then like really dispelling the the epigenetics, right? You're you're really a rule breaker or pattern disruptor. And that, that's I mean big.
1: rewiring those subconscious yeah. neurons was a big focus for me when they were babies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's that's really neat. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> So you're the author of um, a book called Empath and the Narcissist. You also have a podcast by the same name.
1: Yes. Um, and a second book, Empath's Guide to oh, Rising
0: Strong. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. How exciting. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your narcissistic journey? Because I know that it really is what fueled a lot of the work with human design. Um, yeah, is. And well, yeah, let us know.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's see. Where do I start without going down the rabbit hole? I met my (laughs) first, my first love was a narcissist. He was very charming. I met him in the church. He was very safe. I thought all was good. I loved his family. You know, I put him on a pedestal, which was not right. That was one of the reasons um, that it did not go well, and I ignored all the red flags. I remember even yesterday, I was thinking about this. Like I was still in high school when. We were dating and I met him and I was on the softball team and I had dyed my hair some color. I forget. I don't even remember what it was. I was experimenting and I was like, do you like it? And my friends came like they were round and he was like, no, it's ugly. And Mm. they were like, what a jerk. Like, I can't believe he just said that. And in that moment, it didn't bother me. I was like, oh, okay. well, now I know your honest opinion. Thanks. But it didn't bother me. But that should have been a huge red flag because that was just the biggest thing was like control over how you look, how you dress. You know, I was very granola girl. So he, he had triangulated a situation where his mom was like dressed like a supermodel with makeup all the time and his grandma too. So he triangulated a situation where I wanted, I asked for a makeover and I started to do makeup just like them and look like them. It was like the craziest covert control, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking back, I was like, "Wow, that was masterfully done." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know how I could never do that, right? But that's why I'm not a narcissist. Yeah. And so they went on for a while. I was with them for ten years, and then I just I tried to leave for seven, and the eighth time, finally, I was like, physical abuse was starting to come into play because he couldn't manipulate my uh, my mind anymore I started to get stronger and like you know what no I think you're wrong this is not how it is I just started to wake up mm-hmm. because I could never nothing would ever get fixed when it was like well you need to fix or you need to change and you did this so as soon as that happened that first hit I was like I'm out
2: I'm mm-hmm. not
1: like out of the relationship I still wanted to go to therapy but I was like I'm done but I woke up it, it was almost like a spiritual awakening at the same time because I went in the bedroom. I saw this really dark mist cloud in, mm. in the bedroom, like coming down like fog. And that was kind of scary. So I closed my eyes and then I was like getting pulled into this dark vortex when I closed my eyes. And that's where I, my resolve was like, I need to move out. And we can just figure out our relationship from from a safe space, like this house. I thought it was not him. I thought it was the house. Like this house is haunted or something. Right you know? I was yeah. like, I'm out. And um, yeah, that darkness followed me into my apartment. Actually, there was a dark shadow figure that woke me up one night after I'd filed for divorce. Um, after I, I resolved that, you know what, he's he's not listening, he's sabotaging everything, he's not calling me to apologize or doing anything. He tried to cheat on me with my sister. I was like okay, divorce papers wow. will be filed. <laughs> but after that, there was that dark figure that really scared me, it freaked me out. It was just staring at me. Um, so I just dove into learning all about the paranormal after that. Mm-hmm. And it made my body shake and tremor, but I couldn't stop watching that um, one series, The Dead Files,
2: mm-hmm. over
1: yeah. and over, all, all the episodes, like hundreds of episodes. Um. It's fascinating. But it's so fascinating, mm-hmm. and it's actually a really great thing to have in my tool belt, um, okay. because I know it's like, okay, I'm feeling something, or my daughter sees something, we're saging. Yeah, we're just we're saging. <laughs> I don't yes. like take any of that lightly.
2: Yeah. So
1: <laughs> that was really difficult. Like leaving was was almost the most divine thing. That all went easy. There was no resistance. There was no love bombing. There was no nothing. Didn't have to get police involved. I'm really grateful with that. But then the aftermath was a long journey Mm -hmm. of healing the PTSD, um, going to therapy and recognizing, yes, you were emotionally and sexually abused. And I was like, what? And then also, yes, you were codependent. I was like, what's codependent? I'm not codependent. (laughs) So that whole journey of like learning that I had a lot of shadow work to do as well and trying to figure out why that happened. And that's what I wrote in my first book is that journey and about all the different, like the patriarchal parenting and religion and control and um, all the things that I could think of that could possibly kind of set me up for that. But sometimes you can be perfect. You can, you can have a wonderful family. Like I've learned from some of my guests, a wonderful family life super smart, well-educated, and still
2: the narcissist
1: is so charming. I mean, they put on such a show and you just don't know until something bad happens. And then they kind of, they kind of get you stuck either Mm -hmm. through trauma bond or you're stuck like financially or with a child or something.
0: Yeah. And it, it really is. There's like fingerlings to the abuse. It's just weaves its way I think it's really interesting that part you talk about the mom and the grandma and and how it was clearly in the family as well, right mm-hmm. It was learned behavior
1: It was learned behavior mm-hmm. yeah, and his father was not respectful. his parents had divorced, his father was not respectful at all to his mother. Uh, there was a um, history of alcoholism in that family, so there's mm-hmm. so much where that it's a personality disorder,
2: mm-hmm. you have yeah. a
1: little bit of some you know innate personality traits that either your parent needs to condition out of you or you kind of are taught and then you're just grow into like, well, yep, mm-hmm. we're just going to magnify it on the dark path versus being able to like take responsibility, not blame other people, you know, not be so egotistical. We all do this as kids and teenagers, yeah. but are we being enabled to still be that because there's so much guilt and shame around, let's say their divorce. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that gets enabled or you're just like this perfect genius child. Like he was just this perfect child that Mm. could do nothing wrong. And he did not respect his mother at all. So therefore, he's not going to respect any woman. He didn't respect me. Yeah, it's just so many of the relational. Things are so clear when you're out of it and you've psychoanalyzed it. (laughs) But when you're in it. I just wanted to be loved and accepted. And I always was the odd, awkward girl at school. I, mm-hmm. was, I always fit in at church because I was a very good, like I was always a leader. So I was a leader. Mm-hmm. I was very spiritual. But as a teenager, like that's not cool. Like right. <laughs> you want to be a responsible leader. Like I, I'm an ancient soul. So it was really <laughs> awkward. Teenage years were really <laughs> awkward for me. And so I thought that no one would really love me. So I accepted Love in this form. I didn't have any standards like, well, no, you're not going to treat me like that. I'm going to find someone else to treat me better. And I had so many other really nice guys that were vying for my attention. Mm-hmm. But there was something about, again, maybe this was my Mars not being satiated. There was something about the, the status of his family, the vanity of it. Mm. Like, I felt like I had arrived when I was part wow. of his family. And I felt like I could like show off and one up to all my classmates at school and at church. But little did I know, it was like the most toxic family in the church. Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. That's, that's in a nutshell. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that, um, that sounds like it really like launched you on your spiritual path. Um, It did. Yeah. Launched you into many different modalities of healing. You know, and, and the awake, you really had to be awake to see that this was, there was something not right about this relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to step back and say, there's something I deserve more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was a zombie for a while. Pretty much my whole Mm -hmm. twenties was wasted Mm -hmm. on being a zombie, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but it is what it is. And
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you can't take that back. Um, but all, I can also relate to everyone who feels like they can't leave. Like, I tried to leave seven cool. times. And that's actually the average number someone trying to leave, either oh. domestic violence or narcissistic abuse. Yeah.
0: Wow. So what, what does it mean to heal to you?
1: Oh, well, I think seeing things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think not playing the victim card, even though you are a victim, like legitimately you are. But for Mm -hmm. me, healing is like transforming from that caterpillar, transforming from the state of like, I'm hopeless, I'm helpless, I Mm -hmm. can't do anything like this is like is what it is, but in a negative way, like this is my life into this beautiful butterfly who can actually say, you know what, I have the power within me to break free from this, to rise above, like, my mm-hmm. favorite moments, I don't know, like, I'm not a big Marvel movie fan, but I know that mm-hmm. this happens in that, and maybe others, where there's some type of superpower, right, and, like, there's a big, or maybe it's the Matrix, right, where he's getting toppled by all mm-hmm. those bodies, and that is the darkness, that's the lies, that's the manipulation, the gaslighting of the narcissist, right. um, and anything, it doesn't even have to be narcissist; it could be our society, our culture, like, all the lies that you've been fed, all of your negative thoughts, yeah. when you can bust those away and just like stand back up and all those bodies fly off into the air and like your light and your light is shining bright, mm-hmm. like that to me is is healing. And it doesn't have to be such an explosion because my healing journey has been occurring these last 12 years being gone. Yeah. It's like a, a an onion it At the is. same time, it is also like blowing all of that off because you've yeah, got to peel those layers away, yeah. but you also have to be strong enough to be like, no more. It's like a combo.
0: Yeah. The matrix is such a good um, correlation, right? Yeah. To the healing journey, right? And there's so many underlying themes in that movie. So yeah. But yeah. you're right. It is like an onion. It's never done. There's mm-hmm. always new layers. There's always new things to learn. Right. Yeah. Always new things. So let's turn the corner and talk about human design. Mm-hmm. So human design is, um, kind of a blend of esoteric, uh, wisdom and spiritual, um, and scientific principles, um, blend together with, um, that gives you this beautiful kind of self-guidance system, um, that aligns with, you know, different pieces of your chart. I mean, there, there's a lot of pieces of it, but I'd love to know from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? How would you describe human design, and then we'll we'll get into talking about it.
1: Yeah, human design is like your soul's roadmap. Like, we're we're mm-hmm. like we awaken, and we're we're everyone's has that like spiritual awakening. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. now I know. I know I'm a soul. I know I have a purpose here. Now, what is it? Not to mm-hmm. say that your human design chart gives you like here it is. Do exactly this formula. It is yeah. a formula, but it's not like you have to fill in X and Y to fill out the equation in algebra. And that's part of the journey is just experiencing and figuring that out. But it is a roadmap. And it does give you like, this is how you flow in order to stop feeling frustrated or acting in your ego. It is a combination of the ancient divinations. So you've got astrology, the I Ching, you have the Kabbalah, you have the chakra system. All of those systems are combined into one chart on the body graph. Uh, I said astrology, right? You did, yeah.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) There's so many. And then um, you have the science of neutrinos. So this is kind of like, I think so. I think this is the only or one of the only um, systems that combine science. So the science of neutrinos essentially explains astrology. Like the nuclear um, particles from the planets out in the solar Mm -hmm. system send down neutrinos and they imprint into your body at the time of birth. And also in the womb, eighty-eight days approximately before you're born. So you have like this subconscious map on your chart, and your conscious map, which is the birth date, which is like your astrology chart.
0: Okay, so I want to pause for a second. What happens in the womb at eighty-eight days prior to birth? What's happening development-wise in in the body? Do we know? Hmm. That would have to Google. I don't remember. What what fruit
1: size were we at eighty-eight before? (laughs) Let's see. Okay, so see nine way. months. We've got eight. Is that thirty sixty? That's two and a half months. So that's mm-hmm. just the beginning of the final trimester.
0: Okay, so right before. Okay. Okay. Let me let me think on that. I'm curious about that.
2: Seems yeah, and very I don't know exact. why. I know it's you know? eighty-eight.
1: Well, it's eighty-eight degrees on the the Mandala. That's why it's approximately eighty-eight, eighty-nine
0: ish. Well, an Um, eight, right? The infinite number eight, right? And then a double eight, right? Yeah, there's some significance to that.
1: I have not delved into this rabbit hole yet. This is a good rabbit (laughs) hole. So, the fetal development is in the third trimester. Your baby will open his eyes or his or her eyes, gain more weight and prepare for delivery. So, essentially, all of like the physiology
0: growing mm-hmm. is
1: done and it now is, yeah. they're opening their eyes they're getting ready to be out in the world and um yeah hmm. the subconscious maybe that would be cool to know like how many is the soul, neural pathways maybe? being yeah. developed in the third trimester because it is re- you know this is tech in human design it's related to your subconscious
2: mm-hmm.
1: your your foundation of your psyche
0: I'm curious too. Like when the font, the fontanelles, you know, the soft spot on your head—that's one of the last things to close, and they say that that's also where.
1: Well, the the head chakra, the crown chakra. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Source inspiration.
0: Sorry, we took we took a left turn there, didn't I we? I haven't
1: seen your chart <laughs> yet, but I'm going to guess that your profile has a one in it somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> should we? <laughs> I, I? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you are the expert here. I'm curious though. Do you want to do you want to talk in generic terms about human design or you want to look at the chart and talk about it as we go
1: i think it'd be good to do a a mix so we can talk about a generic concept and then use an example from your chart to kind of solidify it right in our heads
0: sure we can do that so i'm going to pull up my chart here um and then let raven talk about all the things all the things human
1: design is so great to understand your purpose in life. I'll just talk while you pull it up. Yes, human design you. is great while you, um, you know, understanding who your authentic soul self is. I know that's a really big thing once we're awakened, especially us in paths, highly sensitives. You're like, why did this happen to me? And there, there has to be a lesson in the muck, and there is a lesson in the muck, and there is an ultimate purpose. We have loads of different life themes you know how we talk about like life being the school of life like we're going through life learning lessons Mm -hmm. um so each of these there's a whole bunch of different places we can look at that talk to you about like how to learn and best become wise through the school of life there are Mm -hmm. some areas where you really struggle with in life and it shows us on the chart and then we can really advise you to lean into the growth there. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but your greatest lesson is to fill in the blank depending on what that is. And your chart is black and white here, so I'm going to
0: is it going to be hard to see? Yes.
1: Yes, yeah, so your throat is white, correct? So your square. Yes, it is. Your identity center is white, is that correct? Yes. Can I make this no, hold on.
0: Maybe I'm going to bigger. pull up the colored version, the throw.
1: Okay, there it is. Yeah, so it looks like the yes, will sacral and your yes, your solar The only ones that are really light are the top, and those are defined because they're kind of gray. Okay, four six. Oh, but your node your node has um one. Okay, that makes sense. I'll explain that to you a little bit later. But what I was laughing about I was mentioning that she must have a one in her profile because she was like, all of a sudden, she's like, wait a second, let's go down this rabbit hole and investigate what is happening at 88 days. And what that <laughs> but I was like, oh, ping, ping, like the investigator asks all those questions that you have to Google. So I was like, but since you don't have it in your main profile, the, that's at the very bottom of this chart here, profile, it says four, six, opportunist and role model. I found your one over here, and your North Node, which is also a big energy in our lives. It's our North Node, and we'll cover that. That relates to that life purpose. So you, you're always seeking that that energy of like what your soul's leaning into is investigating. And as a mm-hmm. Virgo, right, it's in Virgo, so it's investigating, um, creating ideas, concepts, organizing, analyzing, um, and probably wanting to figure out how to control that information to, to best use in life's, you know, life's school of life and life in general.
2: Yes, absolutely. So
1: that is, that is one area that you can look at. Immediately just go to your north node, which is the horseshoe or the little symbol that looks like a headphone to take a look at your soul's uh, purpose. It's not so much a purpose, there's like, I feel like there's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle of our soul's purpose. So North Node is one, because it's what your soul is seeking towards, it's leaning into, like you just can't help it, you can't resist it. And your North Node return usually occurs around uh, the age of 30, if I recall.
0: Um, yeah, 20, 28, I think. Oh, no, that's Saturn.
1: That's the Saturn return. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was pausing. But it's, like, really close around there. Oh, here we go. What age is the nodal return? 18 and 19. New return. So that means every, so then it's 36, right? So it's every 18 years. So we've got 18, 36, etc. The pattern goes on. That's where I felt it the strongest. So it's my mid-30s. Um, And so it kind of pulls you into your purpose. Hmm. There's a clue about also what house is your North node in your astrology chart um, that helps you with that clue about your soul's purpose. Your incarnation cross is also your soul's purpose.
0: And that is is not um... on this chart, but what is. Oh, I I do have it here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so
1: you can find it
0: cross of service
1: of service. Yeah. So you can find it here in gate 17 and cross down to 52, 58, cross down to 18. So this is symbol at the top is the sun sign and then the earth sign. So it takes your conscious and your subconscious sun and earth signs, and it forms into that. So yours is the gate of service. Yeah. And as a projector, your type, that's another place where you can find your purpose because this determines your energy type.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is like how you use your energy. So the projector's motto is work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. And this, you are to be a wise counsel, you are to not be busy doing as much. You can't, you you can do more than, than the generator because you're amplifying our energy, but you do need to do it in short spurts and take rests and naps and just uh, allow the energy that you've been amplifying all day to deplete by spending alone time at night before you go to bed and ideally sleeping in your own aura and not anyone else's as well.
0: That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So that gives you like an overarching theme of like, I'm a projector. I am mm-hmm. here to guide whatever that is. So you're either a coach, you're a guide, you're, um, you know, Barack Obama, our president, he's a projector. Now he's an amazing, uh, producer. Like he's still creating content. He's a, you know, you're, you can still be a creator, but you do it in such a way where you are bringing wisdom. Like you're bringing mm. new perspectives and wisdom to the world, not just like, copying and creating the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm.
0: That resonates, yeah. Okay. Good. So, let's um we were going to talk about like kind of diving into the different types. So, mm-hmm. or sorry, not just the different types, kind of like a general overview of these different areas on the human design chart. Yeah. So, there's what are there four or five types in human design?
1: There's the Um, generator, manifesting generator, projector, the manifester, and the reflector. That's five. So you have... Go ahead, motion question.
0: No, 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 go ahead.
1: You have the the two types that uh, have the... This is the... So each shape on the body graph is related to a chakra. So the sacral is the sacral chakra. Uh, The sacral center, this Square shape, second from the bottom, is related to the life force, uh, the energy center. It's like the battery for the human. Um, your um, is also is related to um, the reproductive system, sexuality, and so the generators and the manifesting generators. They both will always have this colored in and defined. Mm. So it's a it's a consistent energy within them. If you are a generator and I don't know, let's say you are struggling, you're having a spiritual awakening and you don't really know your purpose. So you're kind of not doing much because you're like, I don't know what to do, what's happening. Um, And also maybe you feel kind of in a funk or you're a little bit depressed and you're not going to be exercising a lot. Then you're probably going to have restless nights as well. The key to the generator is to exhaust your energy to have a really great night's sleep wake up the next day it's almost like you know like charging your phone and mm-hmm. then like waking up and like you're on full battery again and you're on full battery and you have to use your battery till it runs out i feel like that was like an old myth of the phones now but you know how you had to like deplete your <laughs> phone and then charge it like you yes. can just charge it anytime you wanted so that's kind of the generators like deplete the battery and then re- then you're you're fully charged the next day So that's the generator manifesting generator. The other thing is I've heard some generators, you know, comment on some of my videos on YouTube. Like I'm, I'm a exhausted generator. Like they, they don't have that energy. Like there's this, if you are in flow, then you do have a lot of energy and you aren't exhausted. Like at the end of the day, you're exhausted, which is good. But if you are exhausted, that might also mean you're not doing what you love. Hmm. Generators manifesting generators. You are here to do, yes, but not to do just to do. Like you are here to bring your beautiful gifts and offerings to the world, building something, creating something. And if it doesn't light you up, then you don't want to do it. It is depressing. It's exhausting. I remember when I was working in sales um, as a designer and i didn't want to do it anymore it was exhausting i hated mm-hmm. the whole sales thing i hated like how they were like pushing so much like that just didn't feel right in my soul yeah. and i wanted to quit my ex was like no you are providing the money so you can't quit like you're a sure bet <laughs> i was like okay i guess i won't quit cuz i i understood that of course it would take a sacrifice to find a new job or figure out a new career so when i left him that was the first thing i did it was was like, okay, I'm done. I quit. I'm not doing this soul sucking, you know, joyless job. So that's key with the energy, with the the generator or manifesting generator is to find. Yeah. If you're,
0: if you're exhausted in in anything, right. Yeah. It seems as if there, there's some self-reflection should maybe be happening, but I know with the manifesting or the, sorry, the generators, just the title or the name is that they're like, they're kind of powerhouses. They're, they, they are movers and they're shakers and they, um, they churn out a lot of work, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, I know. The presumption I, I do that, is that I have to be doing that or that that is me and I'm exhausted doing that. Um, perhaps there's an alignment that's not there.
1: You specifically as Karen, you feel like you should be doing that, right?
0: No, no, no. I'm talking just in about that. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. In general.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy it, then you're going to do it, right? It's going to feel good. Like exercising and going to the gym is part of almost like your body's hygiene routine that feels good. And if you don't, then you feel like, ugh, they feel kind of off. That's the generator type. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's fascinating.
1: And um, 33 and 37, so that's 70% of the population are either a generator or manifesting generator.
0: Mm, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. That's why most of you projectors, manifestors, and reflectors feel so conditioned to be busy, busy, busy and do. Otherwise you're lazy and you're useless, <laughs> which is like such a horrible, toxic lie. and myth. It is. You, yeah. you can do a lot. And sometimes maybe as a child, you overdid. Because your sacral is yeah. white, and anything that's white amplifies, magnifies, um, expands. So you probably overdid.
2: You, yeah, you, I would agree. Just to
1: kind of prove your
0: usefulness to that toxic yeah. conditioning. Yeah, and then you um, got
1: exhausted. You got burned out.
0: Yes, I want to rest into that for a second because mm-hmm. I think what I what I've learned about the projector type that I think is important to recognize is it's something I've learned a lot as an adult that's helped me really navigate my, my journey really well is resting into the energy that's happening for me as a projector and somebody that carries the, carries the wisdom, so to say, right? It's important that I am feeling into the energy of a day, a week, a month, a year, And I'm allowing my body to rest when it needs to rest. A lot of people around me don't understand that. How how, Mm -hmm. do you have time to rest? What do you mean rest? (laughs) Right? Our society is not
1: built for rest.
0: (laughs) It's not, right? We're we're a doing society, right? We are not a being society. But that is how, you know, having you reflect back these principles of human design, that is how I have become better and shown up better for myself and for my family and for the people that I care about. Um, is being, knowing what true rest is for me, because I do have those short bursts of creativity that are really powerful, really, uh, you know, loud and eccentric. And there's just like really thoughtful things that come out of that time, but it's Mm -hmm. not churn and burn. I've I've never been like that. And I I did, my body burned out as a kid. I had a thyroid (laughs) condition as a kid because I was just completely going too much right
2: yes
0: so it's been important it's been an important distinction but watching that reflected back in my human design chart is really fascinating and there's so much
1: wisdom in Mm -hmm. the white open centers Mm. and i love how you just said that that that's been kind of that's i think that's also part of our purpose is to learn what is our ultimate life lesson in our growth Mm. and that since you have no gates, also find it's completely open. This sacral center for you specifically, mine is the root. So, some of us do, some of us don't have something completely open, depends. But that is, yeah, resting, leaning into the rest will actually allow your strategy to magically bring mm-hmm. what needs to come to you in order for you to provide properly for your family, to have that creative burst. Because there's, there's this thing called the strategy, which is this next part we can talk about. Sure. For the projector, it's wait for the invitation. So like you said, like you leaning into resting is exactly mm-hmm. what your soul is designed to do. And your aura, we all have different, uh, the, the types have different shapes of aura. And mm-hmm. as a projector, your aura is probing. Your aura literally is like a hand that's like reaching out and pulling people into you. So you Mm -hmm. literally can wait, rest, and then the invitations fall in your lap. Yeah, that I
0: would, I would say in my own life, there's been a push pull with that, right? The need to know the need to have things figured out, then the control aspect, right? Wanting to Not so much, I would say in the last maybe 15 years, but before that, you know, having to have all the ducks in a row, everything lined up and there's a real dissonance when you need to learn to rest into and surrender to what is actually happening.
2: And my body has
0: become more in alignment. I would say my physical body is more in alignment the latter way than the the former. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious about something. You said something about the gates. I don't, I don't understand that term. So mm. if you could explain that, that would be Thank great. You. But I I saw something, you said something about how your root chakra gate is wide open. So, and I remember you saying in a conversation with me previously that you have trouble grounding. Is that why that you don't have the, the roots there? Is that, That's is that why? my
1: biggest lesson in life is to slow mm. down and to ground. Hmm. That's why yoga for me is is incredibly essential to do every day. Otherwise, I'm literally like, um, I can't think of the the one of the Hamilton Alex. I'm literally like Alexander Hamilton. I'm just like, I gotta do this. I gotta write this blog. I gotta create this podcast. I gotta write more in the book and right another here book
2: into the present. And I'm just yeah. like.
1: Like, my adrenals get so stressed out that I, like, can't even think straight. I can't even function. So Mm -hmm. taking the walks out, going to my spirit tree and doing yoga every Mm -hmm. day is incredibly important for me. Like, learning how to ground my nervous system is my biggest lesson in life. And my root center looks like your sacral center. And the gates Mm -hmm. are the numbers in each center.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So that just means that nothing, uh, no planet was in a gate either 88 days or the day of your birth. And Mm -hmm. it's when there's something open, that is a place where we, like I said, amplify or we bring in something like it's, it's not something that we lack. It's just an area of growth that we don't have something consistent within us that we just need to learn. And we can learn through others because we can amplify either a transiting gate or, a, like, if we're in the aura of someone else who has, mm-hmm. you know, that gate or that center defined, that's a really great place to, um, you kind of, like,
0: harmonize, take in their the energy.
1: energy. Yeah, yeah, you amplify their yeah. energy for a bit. You get to experience how it feels to have a defined sacral, let's say. Um, but it's not consistently yours. Like when you get into your own aura all by yourself, you're like, you know, that that's, you don't feel that anymore. Therefore, it's an inconsistent energy feeling.
0: So I'm curious anything. about, um, there are people, I work really hard at protecting, you know, my space, holding space for others, but then my energetic space mm-hmm. um, because of so much of what I amplify. But there are people that are just, like a drain to me just being in their presence is a drain to me i'm curious what what does that look what would somebody's chart that is you know lives with their maybe aura really wide open what would their chart look like in in relation to this like where is that draining to me by looking at my chart Mm -hmm. i mean obviously you don't know who they are but you could probably tell within my human design chart what drains me
1: Yeah, again, again, I look at your open centers because the open is the sponge. The open is what's amplifying. And if we don't do our spiritual hygiene and guard that up, either with setting an intention with, you know, sometimes I'll just say shield up and I'll just swipe my meridian three times. That way I know, like, and I set an intention to guard. Let's say I'm going into buy a car. I don't know. I'm just thinking of something super, like, obvious. Really? Yes. Um because the will center, this I look at um there's a couple centers. I'll say my example and I'll go through the centers. Sure. The example is the will center is white for you and for me. I have it also. This tiny triangle to the right of the diamond in the center of your chart. Okay. It's just off to the side. That that's the will center. It's connected to the heart chakra. It is the area where people uh experience their agendas, their drive to do something to get something um you know like the drive the passion comes comes from the heart yeah um, and if it's toxic if it's not grounded in love and it's um very self-centered then someone with a defined um will center and or i mean it could be open and have more de- more gate circled. But typically, what I've experienced so far in my research is that it's a defined, colored-in will center
2: mm-hmm.
1: selling the really easily because us when we're open, we're super easy sell. Open white will center. <laughs> They're like, "You want this car?" I'm like, "Sure, yeah, I love this car." <laughs> like, there's no poker face for us to open will
0: centers. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Wow, you're I, so I'm amazing! I now. can't believe you know all that. Like, I really want this <laughs> car. <laughs>
0: I'd be interested to look at what my husband looks like in that will center. I bet he's just all solid, solid color. So I mean, he he is so good at that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. probably. And we do, we are attracted to our opposites in general. And then we see our opposites in the chart. It's like, if you're lacking that, and that's really a pain point for you, you, you look up to that. So you are attracted to that. So therefore, you know, you, you find a partner who kind of, quote unquote, completes you. But we all need to grow that in that sense. area ourselves.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious, um, the, the bottom would be the root, then the sacral. What are the two on the flank sides, the two triangles that flank? Mm-hmm. What, are the, what, are the yeah. center, what are those centers?
1: Let yeah. me share with you those centers after, remember, our. Oh, sure. um, I wanted to go over what I see in your chart with people drain you. The other oh, one yeah. is mm-hmm. the open sacral. That can be really draining just because that's energy. And Mm -hmm. so if you're amplifying the energy, it's not something that you're used to. It's kind of like going to a rave party when you normally just sit at home and watch TV, right? Like it's kind of like overstimulation and now I'm exhausted. That is very true. Yes. Left them. Mm -hmm. So you've got the open sacral, um, the open will center. The open identity can also be draining because you are amplifying how people feel about themselves. That's related to the ego, the identity.
0: Yes.
1: Um, is that you... in the throat? Is that the... Sorry, the, the... the diamond in the, the center. The diamond is right below the throat, which is the box. The
0: oh, I thought that was the heart. That's not the heart.
1: It is related to the heart chakra as well, but it's called the identity center
0: identity okay thank you
1: um and the heart center i know sometimes there's interchangeable the heart center is the will center over here the little triangle
0: i get it right below
1: the diamond which is the identity or slash people call it ego identity or ego so that can be draining too if if you're around somebody who contains a lot of anxiety or Mm -hmm. toxic beliefs about themselves i Mm -hmm. mean i feel like any any negative energy is draining so it's always going to be negative energy Um. The the flanking triangles, I'll touch on that now, is the one on the right pointing towards so they're both pointing towards the same girl. The one on the right is the solar plexus. That's regarding emotions. That's also very draining because again, if you're around someone who is angry, frustrated, um, whatever and you don't have it guarded, they may walk in the room and all of a sudden you just are raging you just whether you're working on something and all yeah. of a sudden you're like super frustrated with it because wow. they brought their anger into the room um the whoever has the strongest uh solar plexus defined and the strongest uh, emotion that's who's setting the tone for the emotions wow. in the room so, so when you, when have you it say open... when somebody
0: comes into a room and you you just feel it right i don't yeah. even have to say anything
2: right
1: yeah yeah, you're just like, oh, they're in a bad mood. But when you have it okay. open, you're just like, you've, you absorb that like a sponge. And then you're like, wow. now I'm in a bad mood. And wow. if you don't know your chart and you're completely unconscious to all this, this just happens. And you're, you don't, you don't, you're not aware of it. And you don't know what's happening. And then it's really draining because then all of a sudden now you're kicked into your negative anger or frustration energy when you're just amplifying that person's.
0: I have a lot of open, open on my chart, don't I? You (laughs) do.
1: You have a lot of areas for wisdom. That's for sure.
0: So I'm curious about the the dark colors. So yeah, on the lower the part and then the dark circles within the gates, I guess is what you were calling them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Does,
0: does that so, amplify that energy?
1: No, that means it's consistent. So if you have yes. a number, which is a gate, mm-hmm. then it's consistent. That's okay. that planet. When you were born. Mm-hmm. Um, was in that particular gate on the human design mandala. And okay. each number is a gate, and each gate is an energy that's related to the I Ching. There's 64 numbers, meaning there's 64 gates, which there's also, uh, consequently, 64 variations of the I Ching. And the I Ching is like a description of an energy for that um, in, the, in ancient Chinese um, astrology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, sometimes it means like lightning over water, air over mountain, and it's kind of like super vague, but it's more related to the forces of nature. And then we can kind of translate that into the energy of um, the the theme of the energy there.
0: So do you have, do you have one to 64 on every human design chart?
1: Correct. Well, and you they're have every in the every, same exact every spot.
0: Oh, in the same exact spot. That doesn't move.
1: That doesn't move. What what okay. changes is which which numbers are circled,
0: okay. which is related yeah,
1: to sense. the columns on the left and right, the where that planet was on the mandala and which gate it was in on the date of your birth and eighty-eight days before you were born.
0: Okay. So the what looks like little pathways that summer Longer than the other dark pathways. Yeah,
1: those are channels.
0: The channels.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so that's another energy. Like all of this is just like energy themes. So a gate is an energy theme. And if Mm -hmm. it connects up to another center and the whole line is colored in like a channel. So you have your Mm -hmm. spleen on the bottom left center, which we'll talk about. And the root center on the bottom. Those are both defined. And you also have that gate 18 to 58 defined making that whole channel colored in so that's a consistent energy within you in your personality it's something strong it's something of a theme and it's consistent within you okay like a character trait or a character quality
0: okay
2: and And, uh,
1: sometimes an area for growth too depending on if it's kind of stuck in its shadow or if uh you know if you're learning through your lesson or you're you're in the wisdom spot
0: so the, on a color chart, those two between 58 and 18 show black and red. Do those yeah. colors change depending um, on?
1: Depending on where the planet is on the chart. So yeah. the, the, the black is the conscious, the day you were born. So we go over here. Your earth is in gate 18 up at the top right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's color black. So all the conscious is black. And the red is the subconscious. So your gate 58 is over here. Uh, your sun is in gate 58. Okay. And like you see these little candy cane ones, that means that 57 is both uh, on conscious and unconscious. So those are going to be like the outer planets and the nodal aspect. So 57 is your Pluto's. Both of them is in 57. Pluto moves very slowly. Ooh.
0: We're going to talk about the spleen.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the defined centers. Uh Uh-huh.
0: The left triangle.
1: Left triangle on the bottom left is the spleen. This is defined for you and uh, you have a lot of other open ones. So therefore this is your inner authority, but the spleen is related to your immune system, your intuition, Mm -hmm. um, and it is related to like safety, the fight or flight kind of modes. Knowing uh, how to be safe, knowing when to be safe, if a certain situation is safe. You have this consistently within you. So mm-hmm. you're very, um, you're already innately wise about safety. Like you have a strong immune system or a consistent immune system. And um, people will magnetize or possibly become codependent on you if they have an open spleen center because you Mm. feel very cozy and safe Safe to to them. them, Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, oh, the only thing I was going to say was because this is your inner authority, if you have a spleen defined, it doesn't always mean it's your inner authority, but since you have the others open, this is your specific inner authority. Um, It's like an instant, like knowing the spleen Mm -hmm. is a, a knowing circuit. It's not like a thinking circuit. It's not a processing. Um, so you really want to listen into your intuition and like whatever, like body hit or like intuitive knowing Mm
2: -hmm. you get it
1: instantly and then it goes away. So if you start to think about it and overanalyze it, like you've totally missed it and it's gone and you're like, I don't know what to do now, (laughs) you know? So you want to make sure you grab onto that and you just go, yep, my first gut response was exactly what was correct.
0: Yeah, that has been my one of my life's journeys is um, honoring that and listening to that for sure. I'm curious yeah. what somebody with an open spleen, because um, that wouldn't, an open spleen with a different authority level.
1: Mm-hmm. So for instance, an open spleen, unless they have a defined Solar plexus, which I see a lot. Define solar plexus, which is that right triangle, is the emotions. Okay. So if you have an open spleen, you amplify. The other thing that the spleen is, governs is the fears. So we all have fears. That's how we survive. Safe mm-hmm. fears, um, sometimes we have just unsafe fears. Just random, like, why are we afraid of that? I don't know. Because it's part of us. Um, and so... We have consistency. You have consistent access to your fears, so it's almost like you you can master it and push through it. Whereas if someone has it open, they may feel a fear, uh, amplify a fear, or they're just always kind of like, "Well, what if this? And what if that? And what if that?" You know, like they just kind of like and things paralyze them. Like, "What if I'm not good enough? What if I don't know enough? What if we get in a car crash? What if we do this?" Right? It's like all the what ifs, and it paralyzes them from moving forward, um, and that's a really big area for growth as to find safety within yourself, um, realize that you know life can't be lived in the what-ifs and sitting, you have to brave through and make wise choices according to your inner authority and push through the fears that aren't gonna kill you in order to gain that reward on the other side.
0: Do you see a lot of that? Um, I think that's so interesting the the splenic authority mm-hmm. somebody with an open spleen right learning how to really trust that gut instinct right Le- learning to really listen to what your intuition is telling you and and yeah um, well
1: this wouldn't be their authority if it was open though
0: no not Oh, you're right. Okay, right. But, okay, so somebody—it's you, your, yeah. author-
1: your authority. You got it. If they're like, if they're paralyzed, so like I said, this example would be their it's really um, open. solar plexus is defined. So their inner authority is the emotional inner authority.
2: Okay, that, that, means that makes that
1: sense. They're going to have a fear, and then they're going to have to feel everything about that decision or that process. Those who have this defined, the solar plexus on the right triangle defined have a consistent emotional cycle. And so they have the opportunity to feel excited about something when they're high, neutral about something, super scared, depressed, anxious about it in the lows and then neutral again. And if they can harness feeling through everything, Mm -hmm. then they'll come to the right decision at the end of that emotional process.
2: Wow.
0: So. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the bottom half before we move to the top?
1: Yeah, I would say the root, right? You asked about what happens oh, we if the root, root is defined. Yeah. yeah, so again, the root is the adre- um, the adrenal glands. It is when to get something done. Um, if you have it defined, this is another what they call a motor center. So it's constantly like has a when to do something kind of a push. Like, okay, let's get it done. Okay, let's rest. Let's not do anything. Okay, let's get it done. Let's rest, not do anything. So it's just kind of a consistent cycle. So it's really, there's, there's not a lot of rush with those who have it defined. It's like, oh, I'll get it done tomorrow. No worries. And that could happen hmm. multiple times and that's fine. Like, they're not stressed about it. They know it's going to get done when it gets done. It's consistently there.
0: Are these people generally pretty grounded?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. They're pretty grounded. They take their time and they contemplate before responding to things. Mm. They um, take their time in. uh, Yeah, doing something, fulfilling a request like there's just no urgency, which can be good and bad, depending on, you know, who they're interacting with. But there's Mm -hmm. just um, there's more of a grounded sense. Yeah. Of like. it's okay, everything's fine similar to the spleen, where it's just kind of like they're, they're pretty chill.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. So let's move up to the head. Do you need to know those mm-hmm. colors?
1: Uh, no, it should be uh, usually it's yellow and green. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Yellow on the top, green on the bottom. Yep.
1: Yeah. So the top is the head connected to the crown chakra. And so this center governs uh, inspiration, ideas, um, brainstorming, uh, dreams. So, if you mm-hmm. have this at the top defined, you have a consistent access to inspiration, ideas. Thoughts are always flowing in. They're not always for you, but they're always consistently there. When you is have
0: defined, an, mean that there's a color in it. there. Is there mm-hmm. always? De- is there always yellow and green in those top color in the top triangles?
1: Yeah, and the color. Some charts have customized now. You can do different colors the color doesn't matter as long as it is colored in that means it's defined or white it's um, undefined so if the head is white then it again it's an amplification center for uh, amplifying ideas um receiving ideas and inspirations and maybe even dreams or Mm -hmm. you know like when we sit and we do like visualizing meditations yeah. all of that yeah. will come in in a variety of ways they don't experience things on a consistent basis like they they do and they almost have too many ideas because they're amplifying everyone else's especially when you go out to a restaurant or a social gathering it can be really overwhelming this is a center where you can actually um where telepathy happens so you can be sitting with someone who has defined and an open And one will say, like, the open will say, you know, I think I really want lasagna tonight. And then the definably, I was just thinking that. Like, things like that can kind of happen where you're amplifying and, I don't know, I guess hearing other people's thoughts can happen. It can be really overwhelming if you're out in public and you have an open head center. (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) We both don't have that. So we don't know exactly how that experience is. I don't have it either. But I over and over i've heard i've just stated what i've learned and they're like yes it's so exhausting that's another great center to be exhausted and drained from is all of the thoughts and ideas from just like that movie the
0: public. What, what women want and yeah and where they <laughs> hear the voice, he all hears the hey, everybody's conversation right <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. And it's confusing, because it's always doesn't come in their voice. It's your voice because it's your thoughts. So you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking all these thoughts. And you're like, gosh, that was just, that was just a lot of thoughts I just had. Like, wow, what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, so if you don't know, then you just think it's you and you think you're going crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <I would> imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah, very exhausting, very debilitating. Uh-huh. So then the the triangle that's facing downwards just below mm-hmm. that is called the Ajna. This is connected to the third eye. So this is where, again, um, we process these ideas. We use our, our brains, our left side of our brains to push all this information and ideas we just got down into something real. Like how can we manifest this? How can this become reality into an actual like? 3D construct and something. And then that that pushes down into the throat. So if you have that colored or defined, then you just have a consistent way to figure out stuff. Like you're always like, everything's figure outable. We got this. Mm. It's it's like consistent. There's always like this is the way we do it. It's always this way. It's very consistent. Similar to a scientist. Mm. The the problem, I would say the shadow side of having this is that also. You have more of a fixed mindset. Like, well, mm-hmm. since there's always one way, then that must be like, that's how reality is. Like, one mm-hmm. way, my way or the highway, kind of a thing. I've experienced with a lot of people dealing with um, narcissists, right? Like, that very right. strong, fixed idea typically is always in a defined Tajna. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's just because it's consistent. And, You don't know anything else and it's within you and you don't think about Mm -hmm. how it could be done any other way because it's just consistently there in your head, right? It's not. It's like it's neutral until it becomes negative, right? Yeah,
0: give it energy, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So if you have it open, um, it obviously is very frustrating to interact with someone who is in the negative shadow of the consistent way because you're like, well, there's a variety of ways to, to live, to be, to do, to, to find a solution for this, like all of the ways that you could solve a math problem. Like that's an open Ajna where it's like, yeah, let's do it. This strategy, that strategy, this, there's lots of different strategies and a beautiful thing. Um, so you, you, yeah, you just experience life and for you, you don't know any different, right? So you don't understand why this person is so stubborn and stuck and figuring out or thinking about something this one way it's like
2: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't make any sense to me right it's like this is where the battle of the the minds and yeah. ideas come together
0: yeah so i'm curious about the um the two opposing triangles at the top with the are they the gates the, mm-hmm. the, gates the numbers of on...
2: gates mm-hmm
0: Huh? the number yeah the gates that are all down the left side is that considered a closed gate when they're dark
1: yes you have sixty-four, or forty-seven. that's a channel yes all the channel
0: oh a channel okay so does that correspond to a certain side of the body or does it not
1: that's a new question for me no okay. no i don't think so hmm. there are arrows on certain charts
2: Mm -hmm. Yours doesn't
1: have it. That point left and right, there's four arrows kind of at the top inside the columns. And those have to do more with are you a left brain or right brain? But not the gates and channels.
0: Wow, that's really fascinating. So then I'm curious about the channel from 64 to 47. Yeah. So what is that, Virgo?
1: This channel, you have 64 over in your Saturn is in gate 64 in your subconscious and you have 47 over your north node is in 47 on your conscious so you've got in your head you've got conscious uh, energy themes your north node which is the mm-hmm. Virgo that's that Virgo energy in your brain going okay like you're talking about the word control earlier like yeah. I was like That's North Node Virgo, that energy of trying to control all of that, but also to like let go and just be like you had to kind of have that battle within your, your mind and your body. Yeah.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. And your subconscious 64 is the gate of, I mean, look again, confusion. It's also Mm. Virgo. So both of those are Virgo and that's how you're, you're very analytical and organized in your thoughts so that subconscious gate of confusion that just means there's just a lot like there's yeah too many ideas and which one is the right one mm-hmm. I, I don't know right and so you're trying to figure out which one's the right one and i would say your,
0: that's definitely true yeah
1: yeah and your north node gate in 47 is realization mm. and you can't come to a realization unless you do what you were just saying. You've really been trying to master is wait, just sit mm-hmm. back and be, and yeah. then that aha moment will just pop in your head.
2: Yeah,
0: that's so interesting. I'm curious for um, let's take let's like peer out a little bit for somebody yeah. that's curious about human design and how it can how it can be a tool to help them align with the path. Um, that is, you know, most fruitful for them. I think, I think when you you move into a space in your life where you're struggling to find the right job or find, you know, find love or find purpose in your place and everything just feels kind of drab and dreary. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of tools out there. Human design is, is Really interesting. Where, what would you tell somebody that might be looking for something like that through human design? Like what, what would be, what would you offer them in terms of maybe even where to start or how to, how to use it to be a launch point, I guess.
1: Yeah. In the human design chart, I would have them lean into studying their North node gate energies And their moon state energies. Mm. So the moon brings us emotions, right? Which links into fulfillment, links into like what brings you joy. And I think all of us do well. We create well and we feel fulfilled and we we feel like we've kind of um, found our purpose when we are filled up, when we do experience joy. So I think learning, like, what gate theme, like, what is the energy theme around my moon? Like, what brings me joy? Mm -hmm. And then also your north node. I don't want to go too deep. That's why I paused. I was like, there's something else I could share, but it's, like, (laughs) advanced. (laughs) But uh, if you want to take a look at your um, north node, that also is going to give you purpose. Okay. That's two. I would say. The next one would be your type, because that also does give you an overview of your purpose. Like as -hmm. a projector, when you lean into like, I am a wise counsel, you can still create. But what you're doing is creating through the lens of wisdom, through the lens of like an advisor. I don't know. This is just a really great example. It's kind of current right now, but. Obama is a very wise projector and mm-hmm. he get, he's whatever if you like, we're not, but like, he, I think he is so wise and he created this new movie, which is number one. Like he produces the movies now, right? Shows on. Yeah. And a production company. And so he's a creator, but he's in that production side where he's advising, like, this is the vision. This is what I see. And like,
2: yeah,
1: the, 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 newest movie is called, um, it called leave the world it's called leave my husband's like leave the world behind it's called leave the world behind with Julia Roberts it's number one on Netflix right now and I this is an example of how you can still create as a projector but essentially it is a movie of like warning signs right it's like he's Mm -hmm. being wise with all of his information and his knowledge and and his his wisdom and he's saying he's giving us like this space to think about Mm. right because it talks there's there's a lot of like ai and technology breakdown that essentially you have to watch it so amazing so that that is what i see right and how you can figure out your purpose is really understanding your type like generator manifesting generator you are here to create yes And you're also here to do what you love. Like, what do you enjoy? What are you here to create? And the manifesting generator has a very unique creative process. It's not linear. So that's part of your purpose is just accepting who you are and your your process. The manifestors of this world are here to find little slivers, little cracks in a page that needs to be opened. Mm. And they have that very powerful power to put a wedge in it and start opening it and then delegate to all of the generators manifesting generators to to work on that bring out more information about that and the reflectors they're here your purpose is to literally reflect back to the world what you're observing what you see how to be the most wise You know, person because all other centers are open. So I think, really, truly, that's that's also part of your finding your purpose. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So the next question I want to ask is, I don't know if you still want this chart up because I can take it down if if it's helpful for you or not. um, Is about those people that are looking to identify kind of their soul aligned clients in their business. and using human design to, to align with the people that you want to serve.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a really Just interesting like- question. It mm-hmm. looks like that was the other element that I paused and I was like, "That's where my thought went." to profile. Mm-hmm. What is your profile? I told you what your profile is, but you're probably still like, "I don't know what that means." Four six.
0: <laughs> right. Right. I don't. You have
1: to understand the profiles. <laughs> understand who you're serving because who you're mm-hmm. serving is in your North node. So here's the advanced part that I pause. Your North mm-hmm. node is 47.1. So if you have your chart, you can grab your chart for free on my website, Ravenscott.show. I'll send you your summary.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. But I know we probably should have said that, like if you want to put your chart okay. up. I'll and put then... it,
0: yep. I'll put okay. it all in the show notes. <laughs> And
1: then like look at your chart while we're talking. So oh, yours yeah. is 47.1. The point mm-hmm. one is the investigator. So there's six different lines. We had talked about the okay. I Chings before, right? So yes, we did. there's six lines, like on this stack of lines, that is, consists of the I Ching. So the line one is the first one. Then it goes two, three, four, five, six. So what I'm trying to say is your people that you're here to serve are people who have line one in their profile and line four in their profile. The investigators of the world, the uh, people who want to dive deep and understand like this one four are people who specifically if they are one slash four, they are listening to three to four podcasts a day because they're like, I can't get enough information. Mm. I need to learn more. Mm. And the four is the opportunist, which you also have in yours. So these people are networkers, connectors. They, um. they see opportunities in everything, either to make resources or to connect people. Maybe they're really excellent matchmakers. Like they just see opportunities and they're like, oh, here, this goes right here. This fits the puzzle right here. Here you go, you know? And so who you're serving is in your north node. It's in your, no- your nodal
0: access. Can you do a human design chart I know you need your birth date and uh, time of birth, but can you Mm -hmm. do it for a business? Yes. You could.
1: If you know the day you started it, um, you could even do just noon. Um, Mm -hmm. That will give you a a good enough overview of the majority. You can absolutely do a chart for your business.
0: Yeah. This is so interesting. Thank you for your knowledge. (laughs) You're welcome. I hope it wasn't
1: too confusing. I hope we kept it as
0: no overview as possible. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was great. I learned. I learned so much. <laughs> I. It's definitely piqued my interest to keep learning, mm. um, which is. Which is good. I'm not too overwhelmed. So that's good too. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that I didn't ask? Okay, this is maybe a big question that I should know about human design. Something just like that maybe helped you catalyze something along your journey. Like something that we didn't talk about today. Something that um, like, oh, that people would want to know about that.
1: Yes. I mean, the basics I would say focus on understanding your strategy and your inner authority and once you okay. figure those out then your life's purpose will come within understanding also those aspects of your moon your north node your profile who you're serving as well as your your type um, okay and then the incarnation cross is the last thing we didn't really touch on oh, but yeah. i think it's important it's a little bit more abstract that's why it's like mm-hmm. really focus in on those four first. And then once you've mastered those, then you can like start to study your incarnation cross. So yours was serving,
2: which yeah, service, yeah. seems
1: pretty self-explanatory, but yeah, what it does. In, pretty much in everything you do, you are right. you're always of service to people. So it's like this overarching um, theme that kind of is the underlying thread in everything you okay. do. And there's always growth in your incarnation cross, and then there's always that kind of enlightened state, like that like, work towards getting to this state, right? And it always says, um, practice your inner authority and mm-hmm. practice your strategy in order to fulfill that life's purpose. So
0: it sounds like the um, incarnation cross is kind of like the the, the dark thread that is maybe something that not everybody pays attention to but is can be a big I don't know aha lots of connections in that piece right yeah
1: Yeah. yes I think some are easier to understand than others like mine is dominion and it's Mm. taken me a while to figure out what that means I'm like what I don't want to dominate things no
2: yeah
1: and I resisted it for a while
0: but what does it mean for you? I'm curious.
1: For me, it means, well, number one, like I finally can believe that I can succeed at whatever whatever I put my mind mm-hmm. to. And since I have so much Virgo as well, it really does mean like dominate this one topic and organize it like AF. Like just get it as systemized and organized for people as possible. So yeah. that's what it means for me
0: dominion over self is what it sounds like is what it feels like to me yeah that's yeah
1: fascinating. and like the the knowledge of
0: mm.
1: this like the human design and how it can really be that healing modality and roadmap for for people mm-hmm. and creating a really easy system for them to apply it to their lives
0: do readings do you do human design mm-hmm. readings you yes, do so I that's do. something so you, you can
1: definitely yep yeah contact me for a reading. I can send you the link for that. Great. Get that scheduled.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So I just want to make sure it's uh, on recording. How how can uh, the listeners find you? And then I'll make sure and link it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, probably the best way is my website. It's ravenscott.show. And I have the links to everything there, my books, readings, podcasts, and all of that.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this very enlightening conversation. I very thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Look, it's always fun. I look forward to, um, <laughs> yeah, I
0: look forward to diving more. So, um, to wrap up, I just want to end with what is your unique parting wisdom
1: that really would be leaning into your uniqueness. Mm-hmm. I always end all my podcasts with keep your unique light shining. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be my parting
2: wisdom as well. Discover it and then keep it shining. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Thank you.